The following podcast is brought to you by EPN, the Encore Podcast Network. Hello, Warriors. Welcome to a brand new episode of your favorite professional wrestling podcast. This is Talk Is War with your host, Alpha Z. Thank you for joining us today. And of course, with me, as always, your other hosts, the co-hosts of this show, <clears throat> of this wonderful podcast, of course. First up, we got Switchblader. How are you, brother? Doing all right, man. Good to hear. Good to hear. And Hades, how are you, man? I'm good. I just got home from work. Ah, okay. Good to hear. Good to hear. So, uh, it's been a minute. Uh, we took a break. Uh, last week, just figured we needed it and let the uh, fan mail build up for what it could because it certainly did not deliver what we asked. <laughs> it did not. Y'all, y'all, when we ask for it, we don't get it. But when we don't ask for it, we get tons. Y'all, yeah. y'all drop the ball. Yeah. Um, and if you guys are unfamiliar with what we are uh, referencing here, uh, I believe it was last episode and the episode before that, we mentioned doing a hate mail edition of Fans Debriefed. So, uh, taking all hate mail, please send them in. It's, you know, it, it means a lot that you guys are sending in supportive fan mail, but uh, we need some hateful ones. So, get creative, get hateful, you know, just just dig down deep inside of you. There's got to be something about us you don't like. Just e- let even it loose. If, even if you love us, make something up. Yeah, yeah, or just give us a problem that we have, and you know, we'll, we'll do that. We'll address it. We'll use we'll use that edition of fans debriefed as our way to address our issues. All right. Well, welcome to the show. <laughs> we told you that we wanted you guys to email us about. Shit you hate about us, so please do it. T-I-W-B-A-B-A at gmail.com. There is no way in hell there isn't one homophobe out there that can't attack me. Yeah, there's got to be someone. Or any of us, you know. But, uh, yeah, just bring it on. And, of course, welcome to the show. Hope you guys are doing well wherever you may be. Uh, Shout out to all of our international listeners, uh, listeners in the U.K., and of course, in uh, uh, trying to think here, in Japan, Singapore, uh, we got some listeners in Russia, and we have listeners in Zimbabwe, uh, Nigeria, and we 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 got a good amount of people in the following, don't we? It's good to see it. Did you ever uh, put the names next to the countries? Or are you still trying to go off flags? I'm still trying to go off flags. I put the flags to challenge myself. I need to know my flags. I got to. Not like it's important, but hang on. Let me see where else we got listeners. I uh, got listeners in Australia. Of course, hello to our Australian listeners. Got listeners in Germany. Uh, we got listeners in Canada. And what else? Brazil, of course. That was our most recent one. Hello to our Brazilian listeners. I don't speak Portuguese. But, uh, hello. And, uh, that's all I can name off right now. Buddy, most people in Brazil speak English or Spanish. Well, I know some... Is it really? I thought yeah. the primary language is Portuguese. No. 
Now, Ch- Chile, Cuba, places like that, a large portion speak Portuguese, but like most most of our listeners from the countries that we like the only country that I would be concerned with because we we got them early would be our some of our german listeners mm. but uh, other than that most of the countries that we have a large population of them speak english i guess yeah yeah i'd say so I mean, of course, they're listening to us. I'm sure they wouldn't listen to us if they didn't know what we were saying, or at least if they can uh, pick out certain words that mean certain things, and they'd be like, oh, okay, this is what they're saying, you know. And, of course, hello to our fans in Sweden and to our fans in South Africa. Thank you guys for all of your constant support. We appreciate you. And let's go ahead and get some fan mail, guys. How you, How's... Uh, How's the fan mail slot looking, huh? We didn't get any but the one. Well, any earlier. new ones, but we still have the other ones from last week that we didn't air. I said we have the, the ones from last week we didn't air. Y'all can hear me, right? Yeah. Yeah, hold on. Okay, cool. All right, uh, let's see here. All right, you guys ready? Yep. Okay. Uh, this one, we'll get to the one that made us bring up the whole uh, the whole hate mail thing here in a second because someone actually sent us uh, one piece of fan mail after we referred to uh, you know fans debriefed and all that. Okay, uh, this one is from. Oh, okay. Actually, do you want to read the one from Jessica Hades? Mm. I mean, it's kind of it's for you, so. Uh, did you send it to me? I'm pretty sure I sent it to everyone on the group chat. But if you want, I can read it for you here right now. Yeah, because I don't see it. Read it for me. Okay. All right. Uh, This one is from Jessica from Athens, Ohio. She's a regular listener. Thank you, Jessica, for sending in a lovely Rep- piece of fan mail. Represent the Ohioans. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And Jessica writes, is there a wrestler that Hades hates other than CM Punk? Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> at least one. <laughs> at least one. More, there's more than one. Okay. Let's hear it. Um, biggest one is Charlotte other mm. than CM Punk. Simply because Charlotte tried. Charlotte tried to step out of the shadow, but Charlotte Charlotte rides those coattails way too damn much. Um, yeah. Recently, I can't say I hate him, but I'm getting really pissed off at him. Roman. Roman? Why do you hate him? Because Roman Roman's try Roman thinks he is a golden child cream of the crop and he's been going at that more and more recently and it's getting on my damn nerves. Like, I mean he, he certainly he, start, he started out good. He 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 was a strong wrestler, he didn't let all the fame get to his head, and then that a, a switch flipped recently. 
So you're not a fan of the whole tribal chief thing? You prefer the old Roman reigns? Yes, I am not a fan of the tribal chief. Um, I I understand where it's going. I yeah. understand why he's doing it. I'm not a fan of it. Um, and of course, of course, something my old roommate brother and I very much have in common. Both of us hate Lesnar. Okay. I didn't know that you hated Lesnar as well. That's that's pretty surprising. I mean, he's Um, not a lot of people's favorites, but, you know. One that I used to hate. Sorry, I I had to get a drink. No, you're good. One that I used to hate a lot, but I've kind of grown out of it a little bit, um, was Samoa Joe. Not a fan? No. Uh, I mean, we, well, you grew out of it, so... That's yeah, I grew out of it. I, I'm not a fan, but I don't hate him anymore. Um, okay. When I first saw Samoa Joe... It, hey, it was uh, a, sorry, go ahead. Keep talking. I'm, I'm, I'll just... Just gonna turn this AC off real quick. Oh, you're good. All right. Um, when I first saw Samoa Joe, my main issue with him was it's another heavy set Samoan. Like, ever like, have you noticed that we've gotten more Sensu Maga's death? Uh, a few, and, a few, and they all and they all follow that same. Like, other than Roman, other than the Usos, other than Naya, they all follow that same system of, like, I'm a heavy set Samoan, nobody can beat me. Well, not really much the Usos, because they're, they're a bit lighter, but they they do try and no, make I ex- with the I excluded I excluded oh, okay, the Usos and Naya from that. Oh, okay. Well, but Naya it, is still, you know, kind of bigger but yeah. naya doesn't follow that same set to where it's another heavy set male samoan that thinks they're invincible that is following in umaga's footsteps oh okay i see and that mean. was my big issue with samoa joe because samoa joe took it to a whole nother level to where he was basically trying to impersonate umaga for a minute all right, all right. And that, and and where it pulled me out of my hatred of him the most was I had to break away from my bias of Umaga being my number one favorite wrestler. Okay. And realize, and like Samoa Joe got better. Like, did start to develop his own character. Okay. Still right. not a fan of him. I do recognize him as a great athlete, but I I'm just not a fan of Samoa Joe because I don't like his character even now that he's found his his own character. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. And, I mean, there is a lot that can be said for his in-ring talent. His his charisma has always made a little bit of work. He, he's got good personality, and we're not knocking Joe, but he's still not as much of a personality as, you know, uh, most of his uh, Samoan... Uh, you know, uh, acquaintances, shall we say. Oh, no, like, I I love Samoan wrestlers. Yeah. When they're not that carbon copy of easily one of the most famous ones next to The Rock. Of course, because that's, 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 you know, one of those things about Samoans that are easily uh, 
I'm trying to think of the word here that are easily uh, stereotyped as they're they're always stereotyped as crazy and unhinged and you know uh, don't headbutt a Samoan you know and all that and they're biting yeah. ears off people and shit you know it's it's always that kind of uh, you know that kind that kind of stereotyping. That's why I excluded the Usos, right? And Naya, Naya is a heavier set Samoan woman, but I love Naya. Naya is easily in my top five of female wrestlers. All right. So, uh, and the Usos broke the mold when it came to male Samoan wrestlers. Yeah, especially for tag team uh, wrestling, because four of them, we did not have, if I'm right, we didn't have a single Samoan uh, tag team that had been at the premier level. Rikishi Rikishi and Umaga did something for a very short stint, but it never hit the level that the Usos have. Right, and that wasn't, you know, WWE, that was... You know, uh, if I'm right, that was an indie thing. But I did remember seeing uh, one time it was, I want to say it's FCW, but maybe it wasn't. It was somewhere the Usos were doing some kind of indie thing. And this was before Umaga's death. And Umaga had actually come out and he wasn't wearing the ring gear. And he wasn't wearing uh, like anything that he would normally wear. Oh, yeah, I saw this. And it was fucking crazy because you do not see Umaga in like, he, like street he, clothes. He didn't have the face paint. He was wearing like he still had the tattoos because he can't remove that. Yeah, he he had the tattoos, but he wasn't wearing like his Polynesian stuff that he did. He was wearing like a t-shirt and a pair of pants, and he had shoes. And, and he, he had, never yeah, wore he shoes. Had, he had so shoes was- on. Yeah, that and was he had crazy. he had nice shoes on. He had like a fancy pair of sneakers. Yeah, yeah, it was it I'm was like, crazy to see. Who I forgot is who else this. Was you know, that's crazy. I and I saw a video of Rikishi in street clothes, and that threw me for a whole nother loop because I had never seen <laughs> bet, Rikishi yeah. without his diapers. I bet, I bet. Well, uh, thank you, Jessica from Athens, for sending us in a lovely piece of fan mail. Hope you're doing well wherever you are. Most likely in Athens, but, you know, you could be elsewhere. So, thank you, Jessica. And our next piece of fan mail sent to us at TIWBaby at gmail.com. All right, this one is from Jeffrey from Dublin, Ireland. Hello, Jeffrey, one of our Irish listeners. And Jeffrey writes, Walter and Ilya's matches have been my favorite matches as of recent memory. I hope he comes to AEW soon because I would love to see him go against Kenny Omega. Who would you guys like to see Walter take on from AEW? It's a very good question. And Walter is, you know, I don't know if he's being scouted right now. I don't know about his contract status. Um but, you know, if he was a free agent or if he were to do a couple shows for AEW, uh, I, I maybe he might do a couple things in the United States, but I can't see him sticking around full time if it's going to be, you know, all based in the United States. Because uh, Volter even said, you know, he, d- he has no interest in moving to the United States, so he's going to stick elsewhere, you know. 
So I think if he's going to come around, it's probably going to be for a couple pay-per-views or a couple, you know, just normal shows. But as of who I would like to see him face, now those are endless possibilities because Walter is amazing. He's an amazing wrestler, certainly ahead of his game. And I would. I know who I'd want to see him face, especially well, in a, especially in a PPV. All right, who would you like to see him face? I'd like to see him face Cody. That's a good one. I don't Simply think they've because, ever faced before. They haven't. Simply because of like the combative styles of them of each other. Yeah, yeah. Cody, Cody could certainly pull that off. All right, uh, Switchblade. What about you, man? Um, really, the only three that come to mind for me is one. This is a match I really do want to see it being on that level. AEW is. I would want to see Walter go against Pack. I would want. Oh, to... that's. Oh, I would I want to that's see that. Happened either. I mean, there's been a lot of stuff that's happened on the indie scene, but that's something I really have not seen or even found so i would love to see that the I've got second a question with that one what's up so with pack and walter's personalities do you think that would be more of a serious match or a funny to watch match oh, i think I mean, that'd be more serious that'd be absolutely. more serious because of how pack's um personality and how he's brought his own self into how his character is that shows you know he's been more he's got more aggression and more for realness than he did when he was in in wwe and really when he was there you didn't really get that side of him until he tried to change his character yeah yeah he was more of a smiley kind of baby face you know and, and that's yeah. why i asked that question because i was basic because i haven't i i haven't really been able to watch AEW that much oh well volter certainly if even if he's baby face you know he's gonna pull out a fucking five star man he's gonna he's gonna put on the oh. serious face he's gonna he's not gonna do any of the theatrics you know he, he's not he's no gimmick like it's just it's him no like, i wasn't saying that i i, I know volter would be serious but based off what I knew about Pack is why I asked that question. I didn't know if Pack kept that like smiley silliness gimmicky thing that he had it transferred oh, it over no, to AEW. No, no. But I mean, I could see him try and pull off as a baby face with uh, against Walter and Walter play heel. But I we haven't really seen uh, Pack as a baby face ever since he's been in AEW. So I don't really know how they would kind of play that, but that would certainly be a, an interesting match to say the least. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Well, who else you got? Um, the second one would be him going against John Moxley in a hardcore match. Even better one, even better one. Ooh, that'd be, I don't, one I'd I can't, that'd really be one I'd through. actually pay. I can't see Volter using any weapons. I don't even think he does. I, I've never seen it happen. And he believes – he's very old school. He believes the, the mat, the ring, it's sacred. So you never see him with a chair or anything. But maybe but see, they'll do a stipulation to where only Moxley 
could use weapons, you know, to his advantage, maybe. See, that's the story I think they could go with with that match is because Moxley, even though he's known as a brawler, he isn't afraid to take whatever links is necessary to make sure he makes his opponent submit to where he can't take no more punishment. Yeah, yeah. And, if, and then, I mean, if it's someone like Moxley, he's going to make them dig down deep, you know? Yeah, and that's where I think John could really push Walter into where Walter will have to go against that code and maybe do something different in order to achieve victory in the process. Yeah, maybe. And, but uh, You had someone else, right? I would want to see him go against Miro. I would okay. want I want because even though Miro has now lost the TNT championship to Sammy Guevara, Guevara, yeah, he has that mortality though behind him where he is a dominant force to be reckoned with. And really, he's faced a good amount of people who have been willing to either put up a challenge or really become some of a small fry to him. Why not put another guy who has that same caliber, that same way of wanting to just go in there and do what he does best, and that's perform a good match? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. That that would be good. I never thought of that. Miro and and Volter. That would certainly be that would certainly be a good match. And I mean, that would improve from his previous opponents. You know, we just seen him almost kill Fuego Del Sol and uh, Sammy Guevara. You know, he just took the title off him. But, you know, his, his opponents before then, eh, eh, you know, eh. But, yeah, Volter would have certainly, you know, pulled out in a game. So, very good pick, Switchblader. And for me, Kenny Omega, that's a good one. Uh, what he just, uh, who was that? Jeffrey, um, that was a good one he just referenced. Um, I don't think it's ever happened, but he was just in uh, AEW for a show uh, against John Moxley, and that was Minoru Suzuki, and I would love to see uh, Walter and Suzuki. I don't think it's ever happened, but, you know. Um, him and... Uh, I can't really think of anyone else. Darby Allen, that'd be cool. Oh, that'd be a good match. Oh, one that I just thought of. Um, and I don't know if this has happened. What about Takata? Who? Not Takata. Uh, what is that guy's name? Okada. Oh, yeah, Okada. Kazuchika. Oh, uh, I don't think that's happened. That'd, that'd be, be a, that'd be an interesting one. Oh my god! Yeah, that for would for New Japan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would love to see Volter in Japan. If anything, I mean AEW would be cool, but New Japan, I feel like he would get more out of that. I mean, who you got over there? Zack Saber Jr. He's fucking tearing it up. I'd I'd love to see him versus Volter. Tomoro Ishii. Yeah, I was just thinking of Ishii. Um, uh, Kota Ibushi, I believe that happened once. I would love to see that. I thought Ishii was still hurt. Uh, no, no. He's, um, I, he was just in the tournament, wasn't he? Yeah, he's in the 
G1 climax. Dude, how do people keep up with New Japan when it's not on American television anymore? YouTube. YouTube. I mean, yeah, there's YouTube, but, like, how do they keep up with what's happening, like, live? Like, how are they watching the full-length matches? I mean, there's New Japan World, but that's not in English. So how do they watch that? VPNs. Oh. And And Access TV. Last I heard, I thought Ishii was still hurt. Uh, no, I don't, I, I don't think No, so. Naito got hurt. Naito just got hurt recently in the oh, G1 climax. Oh, well, it yeah, was against yeah, Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, Ishii just recently beat fucking Zack Sabre Jr., of course, and I had fucking money on Zack Sabre Jr. because I thought he was going to fucking win the tournament, but no. they See, I knew Naito got hurt, but last I saw of Ishii, Ishii got like a, a shoulder or hip injury of some sort for a minute. He, he might have again. Yeah, that I, was Coda. Coda did it. Oh, did Coda too? Can you hear me? I don't think you can hear me. Yeah. Oh, no, no. You can hear me. <laughs> so Coda got hurt too? Coda got hurt, yeah, a, a while back, but it was before the oh, the okay. G1 climax climax had started. Okay. I'm going Okay, uh, I, I probably got Kota and Ishii mixed up then. Well, I'm glad you're keeping up with it because, uh, I mean, I've I've been seeing stuff on Instagram, but I I really don't know how else to keep up with New Japan, and I'd love to because I love that promotion. Spend 10 bucks on a good Dude, VPN? I've been... um, I might. I might. Man, they need to put it back on American television, though, seriously. I hope that if they do, it's going to be some random sports channel that you got to pay extra money for, and it's only going to come on at midnight. I mean, last time it was on Access TV, and literally, that's what is that music channel? There's a lot of music stuff there, but really, those are just those are really just recaps from like previous shows. Yeah, and I I saw a lot of music on there, like being advertised, and they advertised a lot of TV concerts, like for the Stones or for Willie Nelson or. Yeah. Who else is still alive and doing music? Um, man, I I hope that's something Tony Khan could do though. Like, oh shit, my bad. Drop the mic. Oh, good. Oh good. All right. All right. Anyway, uh, hopefully that's something Tony Khan could do. Uh, you know, for New Japan. Like, what if he could? Since they have you know some kind of partnership thing going on, what if they could? somehow get them to where New Japan could do some kind of TV syndication over here in the States, you know, like I, I just feel like that'd be pretty cool, you know, I'm not saying put them on TNT or, you know, back on Access TV, I'm just saying give them a slot, you know It would like be cool, TV but the hours that they would have to do it because of the time difference would be really funky oh fuck yeah because last time i mean if it, when it was on access tv it would come on at like uh like four or five o'clock in the morning when everyone's asleep or like you know real early in the morning o'clock. you know Ugh, it's crazy crazy speak for yourself i work day shifts that's the time i get up Ugh. well um you know i i hope they can do something like that you know all right, thank you, Jeffrey, for sending in lovely piece of fan mail, Jeffrey from Dublin, Ireland. 
And Switchblader, you got one too, right? Yes, I already got it. Hold up. Go ahead. Well, this one is from David Harris from Tuscan, Arizona. Oh, and oh, his it's, question. Uh, it's Tucson. Two, oh, Tucson. Two, I, I believe it's Tucson. It may be. What the fuck? It's Tucson, and this motherfucker just said Tuscan. Well, it looks like t- Tuscan, so I don't blame Because it has a fucking ring in it. Yeah, it has an A. It's silent. I don't. I still don't know what the fucking. Jeez. Well, what, I what apologize. Are the silent letters. <laughs> t- t- We're in Star Wars. Tucson. Tucson. Okay, Tucson. Okay, Tucson is T U C S O N, and Tuscan is T U S K E N. Jesus okay. Christ! Oh my God. All right, it's it's cool though. It looks like Tuscan. Um, um, all right, all right. From from Tucson, Arizona. My apologies, David Harris. This his question is for Switchblader. Who is your favorite New Japan Junior Heavyweight Champion? Well, it's that's not the right name of the championship but I, I still know what I still know what he meant New Japan Pro Wrestling Junior Heavy no, that, this is literally what he wrote on the I know, on the I, know. I, I know that's what I'm saying he wrote it wrong it's it's the IWG blah, the IWG IWGP IWGP there is no New Japan champion it's IWGP it'd be interesting if the name changed it would be, but we could, we'll go with what it is. Okay? okay, we'll go with what it is. I can say this right now. There's there's only two people that come to mind, and the first one is who I really think made the title really feel more relevant when he was there, and the fact that he showed that he was a true champion. And that would be Prince Devitt. Oh, okay. That's a good one. I uh, it's not who I thought you were going to say, but that's still a good one. Like I really do feel like when he was the junior heavyweight champion, he pretty much didn't hold the title as like the standard for what he wanted to be, and that's why I think with him being the champion and then challenging for the IWGB heavyweight championship who the holder at the time was Okada shows that he wanted to break the bounds of a junior heavyweight champion and a junior heavyweight wrestler in the promotion he was in. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now when I look at my second guy, the guy I really has put more prestige towards the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship is Will Ospreay. Ah. He has he had made the championship pretty much more of a true title in the promotion by saying, and even other junior heavyweight champions have also said it, like, we are just as good as your as the heavyweights. Yeah. We put on Great matches that are the expectation of what 
we as performers and also wrestlers are, and you should hold us on that on this caliber, just like you would your heavyweight wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, he certainly brought relevancy to it. So I agree with you there. And, uh, you know, Prince, he, he was also good. So I, I, I agree with your picks there. And that all you need to say? Yeah, very right. much. Unless you all have any people oh, who come um, to mind. Uh, Liger. I love Juice and Thunder Liger. I, I think he's the greatest. That's a good one. He's, he, I think he's got to be the greatest uh, junior heavyweight champion ever. But, uh, I mean, there's a lot of other good ones. You know, that's not knocking any of the other uh, many talented uh, IWGP junior heavyweight champions. But uh, Jusen Thunder Liger, legend of New Japan and professional wrestling in general. So, I'm going to go with Liger. Uh, uh, just, just a little side question here. Have you guys seen the anime Jusen Thunder Liger? No, I only yes. watched the. It's a bit older. Is it good? No. It's not bad. It's uh, the art style is dated, but yeah, I thought so. I can't find it. Oh well. Uh, thank you, David Harris. Oh, oh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Hades, do you have a favorite uh, junior heavyweight champion from uh, New Japan? Not off the top of my head. Um, no. Simply because uh, I can't think of who's all won it off the top of my head. I mean, there's a lot of people looking I mean, it up. It's been around forever, so. Can't really remember everyone, but to be a wrestler, I really like for it to be a favorite junior heavyweight. So, yeah. Um, All right. Well, uh, thank you, David Harris, for sending in a, another beautiful piece of fan mail. And this next one is from Alex F. from Homa, Louisiana. Hello, Alex. Or is it Oma? Homa or Oma? I don't know. But, uh, God, Alex asks, uh, "What do you guys think? Uh, what? Oh, sorry, what do you guys think about my favorite wrestler of all time, Shelton Benjamin? I, I love him. Great wrestler, classic. Been around forever, and uh, I, uh, I'm glad he's back now. <clears throat> sorry, uh, I'm glad he's back now because he." Uh, well, he just came back with uh, Cedric, and I guess they're bringing back the Hurt Business thing. So that's pretty cool. I'd love to see that. That was a great faction. Uh, yeah, that, that, I think that's all <laughs> I have to say. Uh, a great Intercontinental Champion, great United States Champion, great in the ladder matches. You know, I, I love Shelton Benjamin. So uh, I hope he can get a good push this time uh, in a singles run, maybe. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I, I, I love Shelton Benjamin, and I've always loved seeing him grow up. Oh, and I will never forget seeing him live, uh, you know, in, in my hometown. But I also saw this live. I'll never forget it. That time 
he did he came off the top or not on the top rope. The uh he was doing the springboard. He was going for I think a crossbody or something. And fucking Shawn Michaels did the fucking sweet chin music and kicked his hat off, man. It was the coolest thing ever. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You don't have to look it up. It's playing in your heads right now. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It's funny. I saw that literally just yesterday. Yeah, I I saw it recently. I can't remember where, but it's literally, I mean, you type in WWE, like, oh, my God, things or out of nowhere. Yeah, that's definitely going to be on one of them. And, uh, all right. Uh, Switchblader, what about you, brother? Honestly, I'm I'm glad he came back to the company, but at the same time, I wish they could give him more of a push like they did back then with him being the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. Because... Look Look at his career. When he first started, he was a tag team competitor. Won several tag team championships with um, Charlie Haas, I believe yeah. it was. Yeah, that's right. When they were the gr- world's greatest tag team. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kurt Angle's world's greatest tag team. Like, he learned under Kurt as well. And, I mean, you see that a little. He does wrestle. He does the you know, three German suplexes just like Kurt. Yeah. And I just think with that and what he was able to do beforehand with the company, I think he should be pushed more like he did back then yeah. and maybe go into becoming a main event star. I mean, he's earned it. The, the career he's done and to where he's worked up to be, I think he's earned it just like Kofi. Oh, absolutely. Um, and honest, uh, actually, wasn't um, if I'm right, wasn't he one of uh, Brock Lesnar's wrestling coaches back at uh, Minnesota? No, he he was, he was no, he was a he was a part of the team that they were back then, but they were tag teams. They were a tag team in OVW. Yeah, I knew they were a tag team in OVW, but I I knew that they knew each other before. Like, uh, I think when Brock was – hang on. Let me look this up real quick just so I can see here. They were part of the Minnesota Wrecking Crew uh, during their first couple of stints in the WWF during the Attitude Era because they did uh, untelevised matches, uh, you know, dark matches, whatever. Actually, yeah. I think there's a few uh, – there's a few – you know, pieces of footage flying out with uh, him and Shelton as the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, uh, you know, in uh, WWE, that is, because they were uh, the Minnesota uh, – or no, no, it was the Minnesota Stretching Crew. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a weird name. It is. Many implications can be made from that name. Yeah, big yeah, that's white it. the Minnesota is... stretching crew. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And they were a tag team in OVW. Oh, and God. hang on, let's see here. Okay, Benjamin is close friends with Brock Lesnar, having met him at the University of Minnesota and roomed with him. He once met Lesnar. He once let Lesnar stay in his basement when Lesnar was out of money. And Benjamin is also the godfather to Lesnar's daughter. Oh, that's awesome. 
I did not know that. That's friendship right there, though, right? That's awesome. Yeah, it is. And, okay, let me see here. Brock Lesnar had a brief run in OVW in the early 2000s before he was promoted to the main roster in the spring of 2002. Uh, Jim Cornette was was the head booker of the developmental promotion OVW at the time. That's for pairing Brock Lesnar up with Shelton Benjamin. And uh, Cornette went to Twitter and said, quote, from the start, I could tell he had no personality because he was solemn. He wasn't outgoing. He wasn't a fan. He wasn't fucking cut up in the lock. He had been catered star athlete in these fucking cow towns that he grew up in, South Dakota or whatever. He wasn't working as hard as the other guys were working because he was a natural genetic freak and didn't have to. But he was somewhat boring and not suited to the personality side of this business, which is why I gave Shelton to him as a tag team partner because Shelton could do everything and was exciting and was actually likable, end quote. Yeah, I mean, room together, so that's pretty cool. And, you know, I guess they went to Minnesota together. That's pretty, that is pretty cool. It is. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, when you think about that connection, you know, after college and you're in the wrestling team and then you stay together afterwards and then you go to the same place to work together and one of you gets higher than the other one, like significantly higher, but you both get noticed and both of you become legends, future Hall of Famers. That's pretty sweet. Switchblader, we got goals now. (laughs) Well, at Hades, what, what about yours, man? What do you think of Shelton? I like Shelton. Um, always have liked Shelton. Shelton has a great personality, great athlete. Um, my thing is, uh, if they don't spin Shelton right, I don't think Shelton's going to last long. Mm-hmm. Simply because of his age. So you couldn't see him going to uh, any other promotions you know, oh, I could see him going to other promotions. Don't like I could I could see him going to AEW or something along those lines. I could see a short run there, but I don't really see him going elsewhere. Like, but like uh, if anything, AEW. But other than that, I don't see him going anywhere else. But Shelton coming back. I I hope I hope they don't do to him what they did to Kurt. Mm-hmm. Throw him in a couple matches and then give him a fall on your back retirement match. Yeah. I mean, I don't think this is his last time, you know, doing the run, so uh um, but again, he's getting older, so I hope this isn't. I hope he, you know, continues to. And and that's my that's my big concern is his age. Like, are are they going to spin him right to where he can go a few more years, or are they going to pull a Kurt and have him 
go like five matches and then do a fall on your back retirement match. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. All right. Anything else you want to say about uh, Shelton Benjamin? No. All right. Well, thank you to Alex F. from Oma, Louisiana. Thank you for writing in. And our last piece of fan mail. This is the one that pissed us all off, guys. This is the one that got us. We can't say it pissed us off because he was being nice. He was being nice, but it still didn't. Well, I guess since we're doing it, uh, I guess we can go ahead and do it in the next segment. So we can, you know, go ahead. And this one is from Jimmy from Essex, which I believe, according to Hades, is in Ireland, right? Somewhere in northern UK. Ireland, Scotland, somewhere in that area. Somewhere, somewhere. Hello, Jimmy. And he writes, I love your Penny for Your Thoughts segment. I know it's not about wrestling, but it's still very funny, yet beautiful at times. Uh, Not exactly sure what he meant by beautiful, but, you know. uh, When we go on tangents about Mio. (laughs) But I'm glad we can help you find the beauty in simple things, so. Oh, maybe that's what he means, like the simplicity of it, you know, like like uh, how we talk about life sometimes, you know? Oh, yeah. Or important shit. Okay, I see what he means now. Okay. Thank you, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, it, it is pretty beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we're going to do and some it's more. worked well for an out-of-the-blue idea. Yeah, yeah. I just... It's so artistic. Yeah, we wanted to get something that appeals more to emotions and, like, something everyone can do when we have them on the show, you know? Uh, we can just go to someone and say, hey, what's on your mind, you know? And they and the thing is, it can be anything, but that's that's the beautifulness of it, you know? That's that's It can be anything. It can be about Hawaiian pizza or porn or books or movies or wrestling, you know? It can be about anything. It's cool. It can be about I don't life. think we've discussed porn yet. We haven't, but... I, Other I mean, than the 69 Super Show. If it's on, if, if it's on our mind, yes. And you speaking of the sixty nine Super Show, I remember you talking about that energy drink. No, oh really? yeah. yeah, I still, I don't work there anymore. I got it. I got to see it. I haven't looked it up yet, but I want to see it. I'm yeah, waiting. Next to see time it. I'm up, I'll, I'll, I'll take a picture of the can. Okay. All right. But uh, oh, switch player just left. What the? Where'd he go? I don't know. Let me try and invite him back. But yeah, I I can see what he means when he says that. So that's pretty cool of him. Thank you, Jimmy. And oh, if, uh, if we do it, I've got a funny story. Okay. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and get him. Uh, you know his favorite segment in the next half of this episode right here. We'll go ahead and go to a commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to be doing you know, our general topic. We actually haven't decided yet. So we are going to decide probably before we record, but maybe while we're recording, who knows? So uh, stay tuned, Warriors. We will be right back after these words. Do you have a favorite movie? Well, of course you do. Some of my favorite movies include, well, actually, I'm not going to tell you about them on here. I'm going to tell you about them on my upcoming podcast brought to you by EPN 
Alpha Flicks. In this podcast, I, Alpha Z, will be reviewing, critiquing, and dissecting various movies throughout the course of cinematic history. And what are some of these movies I might be reviewing, you might ask? Well, some of them include Rango, The Princess Bride, Spider-Man, The SpongeBob Movie, Skyfall, Super Size Me, and many more. You can catch this anywhere you get your favorite podcasts, and this will be brought to you by the Encore Podcast Network. Maybe some of these movies are some that you have seen, some that you've always found enjoyable, or maybe it's something you haven't seen. Maybe it's something that you haven't got around to watching. Whatever the case may be, head over to where you get your favorite podcasts and keep an eye out for Alpha Flicks. If you're a movie lover, a podcast lover, a lover of any lover, you'll love it all the same. So, tune in to Alpha Flicks, coming very, very soon, here on EPN. And we are back. Hope you guys enjoyed the special little message, or messages... And where is Switchblader? Your guess is as good as mine. Well, he better show up. I, ha- <laughs> I, I would hate to have to give him a tardy slip. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I don't want to. Dude, whoever came up with. Oh, there he is. There's Switchblader. How are you, brother? Doing good, man. Doing that's good. good. Okay, so. Um, we are recording this part of the show on a separate day, so we actually haven't seen each other in a good bit. How are you guys? I'm doing good. Doing good. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, Warriors, you may be a little confused. Uh, you're, you're wondering, hey, why are you guys recording on a separate day? That's a little weird. Well, actually, this is kind of normal for some podcasts. They uh, tape different parts of uh, the shows that they do during certain parts of the day, like if there's a certain schedule mix-up or if they one guy can't make it or another won't be in this part of the episode, this guy will be in this part. You know, it, it's it's kind of normal. But we're going to try our best not to do this. But, you know, we got plans and stuff happens, so sometimes we have to cut recording time in half. So, uh, well, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and... Oh, yeah, yeah. I, w- I was asking something, uh, maybe something, before uh, Switchblade showed up here. Where did they come up with the word tardy? And why is it used to describe <laughs> someone who is late? Well, so, I honestly think it is a euphemism retard no. and a common, common use- euphemism with the word retard is slow. That, oh, no, that's, why? All right, then, if that's the case, then we need to outlaw that word, because that's just, that's messed up. Come on. Okay, it's, we're going to make that, we're going to make that a few moments of shame there. People that use that word, uh, not just party, but retard. That's, that's a word used to, uh, to tear people down, and it's just not right. I, you know? I am technically allowed to use this word because I fall into the minority. You what now? The minority. What minority? Of special needs people. 
Yeah, but uh, you, you still can't use oh, that I word. I don't use the word. Oh. But it's kind of, like, it's kind of like queer with the LGBTQ plus word, which I refuse to say any context for the black community. Yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, but anyway, um, no, it's it's a word used to describe the mentally feeble, but it's it's a, uh, a word people use now to hurt someone's feelings, and it's just not right. But tardy, I didn't know it comes from that. That's that's still not right. That's messed up. Oh, I I'm not one hundred percent sure that's where it comes from. I'm using context clues, and that you know, makes sense it, it to makes me. A hundred thousand percent, actually. When you say it, you know what? Let's look it up. You say all of us have a phone in our hands with Google capability. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna laugh if I'm right. It. Okay. Uh, according to the Oxford Language Dictionary, uh, it stems from the Latin word tardus, which is slow, and in French, uh, tardif is is also tardy. I don't know why it's telling me the French definition, but. Uh, Apparently, it's mid-16th century from the French word tardif and Latin tardis, or the word slow. So I'm not 100% wrong. Not 100%. Which makes me think that the term retard might have come from that. Let me see here. Is tardy a... It's tardy. I don't. I, why are we doing this? I'm just because like, you asked the question, and this is what this we is what talk is war has become. This is what the fans want. Too deep into this. Let's pull ourselves out. No, no. We you you have the Google search up now. Right, I need fine, to know. Fine, fine. Let's do this. But then we're moving on because this is not wrestling. Okay. Um, from an earlier tardive from the French word tardive, ultimately from the vulgar Latin word tarvis. Oh, okay, it's a vulgar word. And okay. And it means slow, sluggish, or yeah, pretty yeah, just slow. I don't know what that other word means, so I'm not gonna read that, but I don't see anything else. I guess that's all it means. It's tardy. I'm gonna see. I don't like researching this word, but all right. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're not exactly sure. We uh, we don't have any, you know, English majors or language arts or any of that kind of uh, majors around us. So we cannot confirm nor deny the origin of this word as Hades has provided with us. So we're going to come back to this. Never thought we would be doing a whole language arts fucking all right, let's uh, let's let's talk about wrestling. What this what this podcast was designed for. So, what were we going to talk about? Well, we were going to do a few moments of shame, weren't we? Well, we got to do Penny because a fan let us into it, and we discussed doing a few moments of shame. So, we're doing it too. Okay, well, we'll do a few moments, or let's do a few moments of shame first, because I want to talk about something with wrestling. Um, okay, so we decided to do uh, today's A Few Moments of Shame, our segment where we 
educate you guys on how to be good fans and, you know, give a few moments of shame to those who deserve it. So on this segment for today, we are going to be talking about the fans who bash wrestlers for being in movies. Uh, Well, did we just say movies or did we include uh, television as well? I think we just liking. I think we just like made it an all around like fans that bash wrestlers for like going into hall. Okay. So um, yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and dive. Dive. Um. So let's see. Who are some? There's some wrestlers that have been in some pretty decent movies. Uh, besides, of course, The Rock. Everyone knows that one. Um. John Cena, he was in a, a couple good movies. Most recently, Suicide Squad. Have you guys seen that one yet? Yes, I have. I have not. I just uh, got done watching it recently. Is it good? Don't spoil it. Just tell me if it's good. It's good. They they it's... stuck. They stick true to the comics. Okay. Yes, I would. If I had to give it a rating, I'd say eight out of ten. I mean, it was pretty good. Those are pretty good ratings. I'll take Definitely it. one of the better DC movies. Okay, okay. Yeah, it looked like a pretty good movie. Yeah. The other one was, eh, but, you know, this movie looked really good, especially Sly's in it, so. Um, okay, John Cena has some pretty good movies. He got a lot of heat for that. A lot of, not not just, not the Suicide Squad movie. Not really a lot of heat for that, but a lot of heat when he was, um... Oh, when he was having that feud with Roman Reigns, a lot of people were dissing him because he was in that movie, Ferdinand. That's a great movie. I've not seen it, but it looks decent, you know. Is it, in, uh, is it a Wait, that movie? movie? That movie made me cry, so. What'd you what say, Switch I said, what movie? Ferdinand. It's a, uh, it's one where he's a bull. It's like a I haven't seen it. It looks oh. it's like a DreamWorks movie, I think. Um, it is. But he got more heat for uh he got heat with that one, but another one he got from the fans was um wasn't it twelve rounds? Didn't he get heat for that? I'm not gonna defend him for twelve rounds. <laughs> I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, I, I would It was it was okay, but I, I just felt like that was that had more of like a small indie type movie development to oh, yeah, it. That's, so that's I, I, mean, I mean, that's when that's when WWE was experimenting with movies, though. That's when they were dipping their toe in the water. Because if I'm right, that was before, or no, 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 that was after See No Evil, right? With Kane. Yes. Yeah, I thought so. Um, and then they did a couple more twelve rounds movies. Uh, they did one with Ted DiBiase oh, Jr. Uh, who else did they do? Uh, Randy Orton and Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose, yeah, Dean Ambrose was the See, last. The one. Only, the only two I've seen have been Cena's and Randy's. And Ted Ted DiBiase, he did the Marine Two right after John's first film he ever did. Which was yeah the marine. Oh yeah, the marine. Yeah, and see um, that that's the mo- that's the movie I was thinking mm. when we started discussing doing this few moments of shame because he yeah. got a whole lot of hate for the marine movie. Yeah, he did, and um, a lot of the reason was because they didn't want him to be uh, the marine. 
Uh, they didn't want to, uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. to be the Marine. They wanted, uh, what's it called? They wanted John Cena to carry on with it because he was, uh, I believe, the first one. And then The Miz carried on for the last uh, two or three movies. I forgot how many movies came after that, but um, The Miz carried right. on for the rest of the series. So, How much was it? Or how many? Um, I believe either five or... It was either five or six. They oh, just, I thought that's done. what you were commenting on just a second ago. You were saying something while I was talking, but I, I couldn't quite hear you. No, and I said, Jesus Christ, there are so many of them. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of the movies, but uh, The Miz carried on uh, the rest of the movie series. Not really a trilogy, because there's more than three, but still. Uh, Miz carried on the rest of it. Those are pretty good. He didn't get any hate for those, because the people love The Miz. He's He's really good at acting, and he's really good at fitting into his character, especially when he plays heel. So I don't think The Miz got a lot of heat for that. It was definitely incorporated in some storylines, but, you know, the fans didn't really give a shit about it. Um, I I mean, not in a negative way. They just didn't have anything negative to say about it, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Well... Let's, let's think of some others. Uh, I, I feel like The Rock certainly got some heat at first with uh, his first set of movies. I think it was The Scorpion King. Uh, Scorpion King and Tooth Fairy are the two biggest hate ones. Yeah, the, um, he got a lot of heat for the Tooth Fairy one because it really discredited a lot of his uh, toughness, you know. And, you know, he can't really put boots to asses whenever he's, you know... Uh, Doing the whole tooth fairy thing, and of course the game plan, which he wore lipstick and had his nails painted and etc. See, I like the tooth fairy movie. No, yeah, they're good movies, and the game plan was also a good movie. But um, you know, I don't think it's very fair that a lot of these people that want to expand outside of their profession, that want to dive into not only arts and to see what they're comfortable with, but also to entertain at the same time, which is kind of already their job when they are professional wrestlers. So it's kind of nonsensical to give someone heat for them wanting to expand outside of their profession, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And the like warriors... the, the rock got heat oh. on, on WWE itself. So, yeah. Well, Warriors, one thing you guys can do to be good fans and to be supportive of this profession, do not, I repeat, do not berate someone for starring in a movie. Do not call them a sellout. Do not call them a, uh, a uh, wannabe actor. They kind of already are an actor. It's just part of their job. But and most importantly, just have decency for people who want to not only entertain us, but also want to try something that can, you know, level them up in the in the world and in, in life, you know. And when they star in these movies, they could be in a lot of different movies that could really make us interested. That could be box office attractions, like uh, Batista when he was in uh, what is it, uh, the Avengers and um, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Absolutely, yeah. You know these um, these different actors and these different um, you know stars. They can be in many of these movies that can bring us all together. And 
can fill out those movie theaters and put asses in the seats, you know? And we should appreciate them for that because they're, they are entertaining us. They could go somewhere else. They could use their money to go and, you know, colonize some small island and live off the, their millions of dollars for the rest of their lives. But no, they, they didn't decide to do that. They decided to, you know, entertain, make movies, make people happy. That's a good thing to do. And uh, any of you guys, you guys have anything to say about this? Not really. No. What's later? I mean, I mean, really, if we're going to talk on the subject, I think one of the worst, I think, wrestlers to ever maybe get into the final work for even a short bit when he was starting out in his career was Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I'm not that big of a fan of his movies, but him and Rocky was pretty good. Not the first. He wasn't in the first Rock. He was in what? Rocky. I have Four? never seen a movie that I remember with Hogan in it. Um, let's see. He was Santa with Muscles. There was that movie, which was Santa with Muscles. Um, not that good of a movie. He was in uh, Three Ninjas, wasn't he? Which uh... one? There's four. Oh, I I really don't know. <laughs> Um, I know he was in he was in one of the Rocky movies. Uh, he was Thunderlips, and it's yeah, kind of weird because was... it's kind of weird because Rocky's a boxer and he's in a match with a professional wrestler. And oh, little fun fact about that movie: um, if you haven't seen that movie, I forget which Rocky it was, but the one with Thunderlips, aka Hulk Hogan. Uh, there's this the scene where they get into the ring. And he, uh, Hulk looks down at, uh, you know, Rocky, and he's like towering above him. But Stallone's actually not that much shorter than Hulk, so they, um, they actually had Hulk stand up on a wooden block thing to make him look bigger over Stallone. They wanted to make Thunderlips look a little bigger than uh, Hulk Hogan. So. Um, what else? I can't really think of any other movies he was in. He was in one movie where I guess he was like a a future like soldier of some kind. Yeah, where... I forgot what that was. I can't remember. Wasn't he in the Expendables? No, that that would be kind of surprising to see. Brother heard maybe <laughs> several times. And... Yeah, um, I cannot think. Oh, man, there were a shit ton of wrestlers in uh, The Longest Yard. Do you remember that? Yeah, there was um, Kevin Nash, Goldberg, Stone Cold. And, yeah, um, Kali. Yeah, Kali was in it because um, he broke that one dude's nose because he kicked him in the fucking face. Um, who else? Goldberg was in it, Kevin Nash, uh, Steve Austin. God, there was a lot of people in that movie. Dude, it, does Adam Sandler like... Does he just have all these connections? Like he's a he's man, friends he? with a lot of people. I know he has a. Um, I know he's friends with Steve Austin because uh, Steve Austin was in the uh, Hangover movies too, or in the second one at least. Um, man, I can't think who else was in. I could have sworn there was one other wrestler that was in that movie, but I don't think there is. Um, yeah, so. Warriors, if you guys want to be good fans, if you guys want to help support this profession, please do not berate people for wanting to entertain and be in movies. 
And all right, well, let's go ahead and do a penny for your thoughts. Uh, what's on your mind, Hades? I want to, y'all, y'all have been friends with me for a while. Yeah, yeah, we have. Yes. <laughs> so I've been out of the dating scene for a while. And recently I jumped back into it to, to try to, because I'm tired of being fucking single. Can someone explain to me why the fuck I attract crazies? <laughs> um, Switchblader, what, what, you know what I'm talking about, too. You specifically know what I'm talking about. I, I do. I, I actually do. I mean, I mean, it's a curse and a blessing, because sometimes the crazy ones are, you know, the fun ones, you know? That all depends on how far you try to go into the myth of it. And that depends on how crazy they are, too. So I see your point there. Like, I I was talking to this girl, and weren't dating, but she has has BPD, and, like, she called me one morning before (laughs) I was going to work, bawling her eyes out, thinking she cheated on me. Is still in love with this dirtbag dude that cheated on his fiance with her, saying that she's still in love with him. And uh, that's um, that's a very complicated position there. Yeah, no shit. And and thing is, I'm still getting phone calls and texts because I'm the only one that seems to be able to talk her off the ledge and talk her down. I think the best thing you can do is just stick around, you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, it it does suck. You know, a lot of the times we get paired with these crazy, crazy people. But, you know, craziness It has been a a consistency in my dating life. I was talking to my boss the other day, and she straight up compared my dating life to a Tyler Perry movie. (laughs) <laughs> and she's like you need a Medea in your life like I know I know well, guess you what know, I don't I mean, have once you deal with her craziness you know and once you uh, get accustomed to it you know it's it can be a gift you know because the craziest people in our lives are some that can be the most caring you know oh like I, I can deal with crazy it's just a matter yeah. of like pushing her through it because it's it's not necessarily me that has the issue with crazy it's the matter that she doesn't listen and this this douchebag has effectively become a safety net for her and she doesn't know how to break away from it so is she still talking to this guy she's trying not to okay well she needs to realize that you know, there's no future with that guy. He's not coming back. And he's messed her up good enough. You know, she'll she'll come around to realizing that and hopefully she does, because if she ball if she falls back into him, you know, there's no telling what could happen and none of those things are good. They can't and, be and like a lot a lot of stuff has hit her hard the past year, like this guy coming back, her her friend, her best friend recently died, and I'm like, oh, that's sad. I, 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 
the psychology mode has kicked in. I'm like, Teddy Bear, Teddy Bear Hades has entered the chat. <laughs> I feel like I'm back in college. I'm everybody's yeah. <laughs> damn psychologist again. I need a I need a shirt with bright shiny letters on the front of it that says emotional support human. <laughs> well, you know, it it's a gift, you know, you being there for people, you know. It's a gift and a curse. I'm sure it can be. I mean, I've like, I've kind of been down that road before too, you know. Like like talking it, talking to funny. people Like talking people off the ledge and like helping people with mental health, like being that person can exhaust you for one. It can. But like you also know that your friends aren't going to be alone. Is that all you wanted to say? Like, you ultimately know that your friends aren't going to be alone when they need someone. Yeah, it, it, it can be exhausting being in that position. It really can. And I hope your situation gets better, Hades. So do I. Also, another thing, because this has been something that's been irritating the hell out of me. Why is apartment hunting so goddamn hard? Oh yes, I've I've been struggling too, man. I'm trying to get a place with my sister and um, my girlfriend, and it's it's tough. It's tough. Is your guys' lease up already? It's up in November, but we have till the 13th of this month to decide. I mean, of course, we're not going to stay here, but we need we seriously need to find a place. But the thing is, I'm I'm pretty much I'm carrying this fucking project. Of, hey, let's get a place together. They brought up the idea. I'm the one doing all the fucking paperwork. I'm the one doing all the phone calls. I'm the one doing all the talking. It is fucking exhausting. And I don't know why I'm the only one doing it. I haven't really... I mean, I've asked my, I've asked people, but they haven't really gave me any clear answers. So I guess, you know, it's... All right, I guess I got to bite the bullet here. I'll do it. But it is, it is very tough. Uh, I don't know if it's the state, you know, because we're one of the poorest states in the country, but it's... Yeah, it's we're no one of the poorest states in the country, yet a meth house can cost 20 grand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you need any advice, I suggest Facebook Marketplace, because they have private landlords and all that, and they, they give good prices. That's where I've been finding a majority of mine. I've been looking at, like, one place that I was really interested in but I didn't get a hold of them soon enough to put the deposit in was on Facebook and now it's sold out from underneath of me. And now, now I'm looking at this other place. That's a little bit more than I want it to be, but I also have a great job now. And I looked at it before when I was still with my ex fiance and I loved it then, but she didn't want it because it was out of our budget and it didn't allow dogs. And Oh, that sucks. Yeah, we got to look for that too because my sister has a uh, what's it called a uh, one of those. Um, it's not a therapy dog. No, no, emotional no. support animal. Yeah, that's it. Emotional support. Yeah, but um, 
so is that all that's on your mind you know just house hunting and all that relationship is yeah yeah well i'm sure we'll talk more on that of course the apartment stuff not you know the relationship is which waiter what's on I'm kind of pretty much dealing with almost the same thing that Hades is in a little bit of a sense, but it's pretty much towards a friend trying to help her get back into a relationship she was in. It's it's a bit complicated because she kind of went through a thing I went through back then before I left. And even before I had started college, which I pretty much gave her the rundown of it, saying that when it comes to this, you need to pretty much, you know, just be straightforward, be honest, you know, just tell him that, you know, you do feel this way. Just, you know, be honest. Don't try to, you know, play hard to get with it because that's just pretty much going to run the patients down to where you're not going to be in a position that's going to be good to where it can help you in the sense try to reestablish that with him and from there forward she pretty much had texted me a day later saying you know that she was literally waiting for him to like come out because she had messaged him saying she wanted to talk and pretty much kept telling her like, you know, just be patient, breathe, remain calm, don't, you know, try to stress about it, you know, just talk honestly, you know, just be truthful, talk honest, you know, just tell him like how you feel, but also don't try to go in full guns blazing and, you know, try to rush the subject, you know, just take it one step at a time. And I can actually say that for you as well, Hades, is this. She looked at you as an emotional support in the sense because you are now someone who is kind of being close to her and she's taken all of what you're, you know, telling her into you know, into appreciation, but also trying to take that all in as much as she can to try and figure out a way to where she can try and be herself. And with the guy that she was with beforehand, that's the tough part of it because you know you've had so many memories with this person, you've had feelings for this person for a while. And with that, it's pretty much got to get to the point where you got to realize, like, that time is over. You have to move forward and go about your life as simple as can be. Oh, and I I absolutely know what her issue is with it because she's told me, like, candidly told me, they created a trauma connection. <clears throat> well, uh... I just want to say that if this isn't a uh, at least uh, a couple of minutes of what is on Maury, most of the time I don't know what is because this this is probably the most therapy inducing episode I think we've ever done, or at least this portion. 
Oh, I figured on. multiple person. I figured uh, mental health and multiple personality disorder would have been the most therapy inducing yeah. one. Yeah, but I mean, this one especially, especially with relationships, you know, and I mean that kind of shit. It can be, it can be very, it can take its toll on you, you know. And from the sound of you guys, it sounds like it has. So uh, I know it has for me in the past, and it certainly took me a while to, uh, you know, overcome all the bullshit. But you know, it's uh, it's tough. But you know, we're fam. We got each other. Well, of course, I'm with that, but yeah, it is a tough road because you know that you've been through a lot of things in your life and including that with the person that you were with, knowing that y'all had that morale and that attachment towards each other. Well, not attachment, attachment, but like an emotional attachment where you both knew in the sense that if, yeah, there was something wrong or anything in the case was happening to where you needed to discuss it, it's the 50-50 part of it where y'all sit down, talk it out, try to figure out really what what you can really do to help the situation or help solve it to where it doesn't cause pain or stress or anything on both parties. Because if you do... It's like a machine in the sense that that part breaks down, the machine breaks down. Mm. It doesn't help anything. Yeah, and work working with like your own relationship or somebody else's. There, there is a huge stress factor involved with all of it. To where, like, there comes a point to where that wire gets stressed too much and just snaps and you have to remove yourself from the situation. Otherwise you're going to end up in a bad spot very quickly and it's not going to be healthy for anybody around you. It's not. It really isn't. Mm. But, oh, um, has that situation gotten any better for you at all? Uh, well, I mean, from what, well, from what she told me, she said that, you know, her and the guy did get back together. And it was, and these are two people I worked with when I was in Florida. So I pretty much knew them and knew how they were with each other in the sense. And from there, I mean, for her, like, I was pretty much one of the only few people she talked to besides him and maybe two other people. But for me, because the funny thing about it was at one point when we were working because me and her were working on a certain section of clothing that was in the store trying to get that fixed up. And she was, she and me were just talking, you know, I was pretty much, you know, trying to be like a funny guy, you know, trying to make her laugh, not trying to make the day seem like it's slow and you just don't want to be there. And she comes out of the blue and says out of nowhere, like, I want to ask you this and I, you don't have to answer or anything. I'm not trying to be rude, but, are you gay? Uh, what? Oh, no, she did not ask that. She, she, she did. I don't I don't know why, but as soon as she did, I was like, ah, like, I put that vibe out or something? Like, what is it about me that made her think that? Well, what did you say? I mean, I, I can't really remember. I just. I just know I was just trying to be a funny guy and just joking around, and then out of nowhere I get hit with that question.
there's something about me or something I mean, some I've people, done. Some people just make, you know, some people just, you know, they set off the gaydars, you know, and it, it's just that attraction. I don't know what it is, but, um, but wait, are you, are, are you just straight? I, you know, you don't have to tell us on the podcast, but you know, are you? Yes. Yes. I'm, I am straight and I pretty much okay. told that exactly the way I'm saying it, but I did it with a little bit of a smile and I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm straight. I'm not gay. I don't know why people do think that. I know some people might look at me and maybe assume that. I don't know. But no, when we went on to a topic, I think two months back on an episode we did, I know we did get into that topic. And I pretty much said that if I were, if, if I were to go any way besides straight I pretty much would have went by and this is when Hayes was like I fucking knew I fucking knew (laughs) but um, I only said and I still hold claim yep yep he's got it he's got dibs those are the rules and I said with that if I was by there would only be two people I would have wanted to be with of that caliber if that was the case, but I just, I'm straight and narrow. I'm, I'm pretty much with it. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that, brother. Yeah, and we, Switchblader and I, we've had this conversation on a few different occasions, actually, about each other's so, sexuality and everything and, like, who we would go for. Yes. Um, In that instance. Yes, because you know one of the people that I was saying with only the I've, few people. I've, me- I've met one of the people. Uh, then you, I don't know if you met him then. I don't think he did. All right. Well, um, well is that all you got for uh, your thoughts there, Switchblade? Um, yeah, other, I mean, other than that, I'm pretty much just working, trying to get my vacation saved up, and it will hopefully be by November or at least early December, I'll be able to come and see you guys. All right. All right. Sounds good. <coughs> All right. Um, what's on, what's on your mind, Zeke? Oh, well, um, I was just I was scrolling through Instagram here and I just saw uh, Xavier Woods uh, for Halloween. I don't know. I don't know if he was just doing it for fun or if this was for Halloween or not, but he dressed up as uh, Miss Trenchbull from Matilda. And he has the uh, the sweatshirt, the 1972 Olympics and the weightlifting belt and the javelin and the the shot put things. It, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, and it got me to thinking of one of my favorite holidays that's about two or three weeks away, and that is Halloween. So um, a little bit of my plans for Halloween. I'm not sure what you warriors are doing, but, you know, let us know. T-I-W-B-A-B-A at gmail.com, you know. Let us know what you guys are doing for Halloween and, um, you know, 
just talk to us. Uh, what I am doing, I am throwing a party with my family and um, a couple of our friends, and the costumes are decided upon the first letter of your last name or your first name. Uh, if you can't come up with anything for your first, do the last or vice versa. So, and um, mine has my my costume. It's like. Uh, I chose B for it because I there was only a few things I could come up with Z, but uh, B. Uh, it has a B in it, but it's not exactly. Uh, it's it's a bear suit, but it's the uh, optical illusion thing, so it looks like the bear is like carrying you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I <laughs> it's my first time wearing one of those, and it, it looks really cool. It looks really cool. See, S and F have so many different like things I yeah. can do. Yeah, it'd be really easy for you. But with Z, the only other things I could come up with besides uh, a zombie was a zebra. And that's lame. And I was going to dress up as a uh, biker. Well, um, for B, I was going to dress up as a biker. But then I thought the bear thing was really cool because the costumes are really innovative. But I was actually going to be a vampire. And uh, I know that we didn't have the letters at first, you know, the letter uh, rules for the costumes. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, so I was going to be a vampire because I really wanted to do something extravagant. I was going to get a suit. I was going to get it tailored, you know, custom and everything. And I was going to get those really cool fangs that are retractable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, those are very cool. I was going to go all out, and I was going to do my hair all nice, and I was going to, you know, get some nice jewelry that looks kind of old but could also pass for a vampire kind of thing. I was going to go all out. But um, me and some mates are getting together with my family, and we're going to make some uh, jungle juice, you know. Not really sure what we're going to put in it, but we're going to come up with something, man. I uh, just have a good time, and I'm also DJing it, so I get full control of the music. And I picked over 20 songs of everything and any song that has to do somehow with Halloween. So it's it's going to be awesome. I can't wait for it. Uh, what are you guys doing for Halloween? Um, I probably have to work, and I don't know if we're allowed to dress up or not. Lame. I hope you can dress up at least. And maybe you'll get some candy, huh? That's always a treat. Maybe. And uh, Switchblader, what about you? Um, usually when, well, last year I know when Halloween came about for me at work, I know some people did like either a small dress up or did like a face paint type of thing in the sort. That's so cool. I'm thinking about maybe doing something like that in the sense maybe for when it comes down to the final week when Halloween's going to be coming around then on actual Halloween day I believe we're supposed to be taking my sister out to you know do trick or treating and that's cool um, that's always fun yeah it is um we usually well they usually take her to um my step aunt well my step on step mom's sister's place because they usually have the kids, you know, go around that neighborhood and pretty much everybody's doing something around there. And I don't know if I'll 
do any dressing up for that. I might, if I do, I'll probably do something maybe small or maybe I'll do something big. I, I really don't know. Well, whatever you do, uh, it certainly could not top that Joker costume you did that one time. That was fucking cool. He was oh, Heath yeah. Ledger. He was Heath Ledger's Joker, and it was astounding. It was like perfect, and you pull it off pretty well. I mean, in that process, it was just trying to kind of fit into the character of that, just trying to get it as close as I could, but at the same time, I mean, I didn't really do the voice thing except maybe here and there, and when I did that, I only did maybe one of the lines that he did in that movie, which I pretty much got my voice to that tone where he's just like, do you want to know how I got these scars? It's perfect. It's perfect. Well, in any movie, uh, if there is a movie, I'd any time in the future, if there is someone looking for Joker, I will volunteer you. I will. I will. I'll be. Uh, I'll be Riddler. You be Joker. I don't know what you'll be, Hades, but uh, you can probably pull it off too. You be Two Face. You probably Ooh, that'd be cool. Why would I be? Okay, never mind. Why? Whoa. Oh no, 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 no! Not like that. No. But it's like. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Who would you want to be? I would be Riddler because I think Riddler's cool. But um, probably Raish. Oh, Raish. Oh, oh, that's, cool. that's a good one. You, yeah, that that is. Good. That's a very good one. Man, I'm I'm sorry about that, Hades. Yeah, because is Raish is my favorite Batman villain. Raish is very cool. It's very cool. Like he'd well, be one that I would try to do. Yeah, and I. You could probably pull it off. It won't be that hard. He would just have to dye his beard a little bit towards would, got that matching. I would. I, I think I could pull off Riddler. So if I would do some kind of Comic Con thing or just something for Halloween, I would definitely be Riddler. We'd get to dye your hair red. Mine? Yes. No, I yeah. mean it's not. It's not red in all of the adaptations. A good majority. Nigma okay, has well, red hair. <sighs> Ooh. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll do something different. Maybe I'll get well, a wig. Not, well, it's not like a red red. It's almost it's almost close to like almost uh, I would say it's like a dark orange in the sense. Not a really uh, dark, but almost like a mid. I could probably level. get some kind of hair color, you know, spray thing. Yeah, like like Riddler Riddler's red hair is natural. It's not like it's not like alt girl. It's not like Jim Carrey's Riddler, like where he like it was like bright red, like pink. No, like, yeah. When I when I think Riddler, I think of Jim Carrey like, was a good Riddler, though. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like perfect. the main the main Riddler I think of is from like the Arkham games that has like that oh, greasy darker yes. red. Yes. Oh my god, I love the Arkham series. Ah. Well, um. That's all I have on my mind here. And it looks like that's all the time we have for the podcast tonight. Um, got a little carried away there. But, you know, that, that was some pretty good conversation. So I really enjoyed this episode. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, next episode we got dropping next week. Um, not really sure what we're going to talk about. You're just going to have to tune in and find out. But I just want to go ahead and let you guys know we are getting closer and closer to the end 
of season four of this wonderful podcast. So we will be saying goodbye to season four soon. How soon? Uh, not too soon. You'll just have to stick around and find out. But that means we're going to say goodbye to season four and say hello to season five. So this is going to be pretty exciting. And we're going to do a little, uh, you know, retrospect view of uh, this past season. You know, some things we talked about, some guests that we've had. And, you know, we're just going to take a little trip down memory lane. This, this and, season, we had a decent amount of guests on. Yes, we have. Uh, probably the most we've had guests for. And, you know, this is a pretty successful season. So I, I can't wait to look back on this. And uh, we're going to review some wrestling. And we are going to be talking about various different subjects covering the wonderful sport that is known as professional wrestling. And when we need to, we will give some laughs and entertain and even roast some bitches crisply if we need to, because we will. And we will touch the hearts of people with our life talks and our talks about love and, you know, all that <clears throat> other stuff that we do that just makes it all beautiful. We'll, we'll do it all. On yeah, because, you know, because, you know, a penny for your thoughts is the most beautiful segment. Yes. According to that guy, I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, we do talk about some, oh, some deep things. That? So, what was his he's name? Not wrong. I don't know, but um, hold on. Are you finding it? Yeah. Give me a second. Right, go ahead and find it. Yeah. Right. According to Jimmy from nope. No. Yeah. According from Jimmy from, according to Jimmy from Essex. Yeah, Essex. Yeah, Jimmy from Essex. A penny for your thoughts is beautiful. Yes. At times. Yeah. Thank you, Jimmy from Essex. And guys, be sure to send in your fan mail if you guys want to be featured on this great podcast. Send us your email at TIWBaybay at gmail.com and just send us any type of message you want. Uh, we will feature you. And that is all the time we have. Uh, we're going to be doing a new episode next week. What are we going to be talking about? We're not sure, but you guys need to tune in to find out anyway. And... That's all I got to say. Would you, uh, you guys have anything to say before we close the show here? I think you got it covered. Okay. Switch player. Um, I pretty much would just want to say thank you to all of the Warriors out there that have followed us through the past four seasons. And I just hope when we go into season five at some point, you are still there with us. And we're extremely grateful for all of you, you know, you know being with us for this long and continuing the journey with us and we'll still be here to do the best we can yes yes very good words there switchblader so guys be sure to tune in and uh you know we'll see you next week from alpha z switchblader and hades we will see you guys next week and well i don't i don't think i have anything else to add so we'll see you next week. See you later.